counted us worthy to be in this company. You have counted us worthy, O oh God, to be called unto you. Lord, we give you praise. For you are the way, you are the truth, and you are the life. You are our portion in the land of the living. We thank you for your presence, O oh God. You sustain us, O oh God. You are the bread of life. Oh, Father, we lift up our voices and we even just release, oh God, our thanksgiving unto you. We ask, oh God, that it will go up unto you, oh God, as sweet-smelling sacrifice, oh God, as incense that burns before your throne. That you will be pleased, oh God, with our offering of praises, that you will be pleased with our sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving. Father, teach us, oh God, how to give you, oh God, of our lives. Father, let us never give you anything, oh God, that doesn't cost us. Jesus. We give you all the glory. We worship you. Thank you, oh God. We are ready today. We open our hearts, Lord, to receive from you. Even just begin to declare your expectations as you come before the Lord. Father, I have come today to be strengthened. Father, I have come today to glean. I have come Lord to be watered. Father, I have come, oh God, to receive insight. Father, I have come, Lord, even to just receive that which you have prepared for me. My God, to be blessed, oh God, Father, even to just receive the fellowship of the Spirit, oh God. I have come, Jesus, so that Christ, oh God, will rise up in me. I have come, oh God, to receive, Lord, your instructions. I have come, oh 
God to receive a validation that comes from your word. Father, we ask and pray that you level every mountain, O God. Make every mountain slain, O God. Give us eyes that see today. Give us eyes that see. Eyes that see, O God, in the spirit, my God. Ears that hear, O God. A heart that understands, O God. Father, let me not remain the same, O God. I have come to be changed and to be transformed. Oh, Father, let your name be praised. Let your name be glorified, O God. We thank you, O God. We celebrate your word. Jesus, we thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Father, we even just thank you for... Sorry, I'm echoing. I don't know why. Okay, great. Thank you. Father, we even just thank you for how intricately and how intentionally you have crafted and woven scriptures. We thank you because... In the weaving of the scriptures, Lord, you considered us. You considered our ways. You considered our makeup. You considered our configuration. You considered our calling. You considered every part and every facet of us and the way that you chose to express yourself through us. And you gave us the bread of life to feed us at every time, at every season, at every crossroad, at every opportunity to transition. Father, we thank you because you already thought and crafted out a way for us, Lord, even before we were born, even before we were made, even before we came to be, you crafted a way for us. You crafted a way of life for us. You crafted a word of life for us. You crafted the bread of life for us. You gave us Jesus. He wasn't you. You, you were so intentional, Lord, that you even allowed him to come and walk on earth with us. You allowed him to come and be present in this world, in this realm, in this side of eternity. Jesus, we thank you for your sacrifice this morning. We thank you for everything that you gave in, 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 in worship to the Father. You gave up your throne. You gave up your place. You gave it up, Jesus, that you would come, that you will come and be with us. You will fellowship with us. We thank you because you did not allow your ranking or distance to be a hindrance or to be a boundary, but you decided to come. What a show of love. What a show of love. You didn't have to. You could have made your point even from the throne. You could have established your will even from the throne, but in all humility and in all reverence and in all consideration, you considered us and you chose. It was your decision it wasn't bestowed, it wasn't forced upon you. You chose, you decided, you risked it all. You risked it all and you came. Thank you, Jesus, for being the model and being the blueprint and being the template for us. Help us to glean from you. Help us to glean from you, Jesus. Jesus, we pray, we ask you this morning, 
Abba. We ask you, Jesus, that you would even show us how to walk like you. Show us how to be like you. Show us how to journey like you. Show us how to be virtuous just the way you are. Show us how to become like you. Teach us, build us up in character just as you are because you have the ability to do it. Your word, you have told us in your word that with you all things are possible. There is no impossibility. There is no weakness that is too great. There is no limitation that can separate us from becoming, you know, and expressing the fullness of you that you want us to express to the glory of your name. There is nothing that is too hard for you. The word of God tells us, you tell us, you are the word of God. And you tell us that that you are the God of all flesh. There's nothing too hard for you. And so, Jesus, we give our flesh and the frailties of, 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 of our mortality to you. We ask, Lord Jesus, that you would really and indeed transform us. We ask, Lord Jesus, that you give us a willingness to even be transformed. We ask, Lord Jesus, that you give us a willingness to even journey, that we realize at every point in our lives that there is more. Give us the hunger to keep searching out your ways, to keep digging, to keep going after you relentlessly, my God. Help us, Jesus. Thank you for the glorious work that you have been doing in our lives. Thank you, because indeed, the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Every time you are testified of, you release the ability and the potential and the grace for more to be done. You release the grace for for, for more. And so, Lord Jesus, we have come for more this morning. I want you you to declare where you are and say, Lord, I have come for more. I have come for more. I don't want to remain the same. I want that to be like at the backdrop or like the sounding voice at the, at the beginning and at the end of everything that goes on in your life from now. Remembering that in Christ there is more. I want you to declare it to yourself. Declare it in your spirit. Declare it over your life that I have come for more. I am made for more. I, ha- I, have, I have even come from, from a source that is more. And therefore, I am more. There is more to me in Christ Jesus. And so I have come for more. At every point in my life, I will receive more. At every point in my life, I have more capacity to do more, to execute more. I have more grace. I have more strength. I have more wisdom by the grace of God. I have come for more. Jesus, this morning, we empty out every vessel and every jar and we bring it before you because we want more. We want more of you, Jesus. We want more of your word. We want more of your understanding. We want more of your character. We want more. We don't want to be stuck in what we have known. We don't want it anymore. Even though it seems pleasing and enticing, we know that there is more from where where all of this comes. And so, Lord, we want more. We have brought our jars, Lord, even to, to receive from the rivers of living water. We have brought our jars to drink of the well that never runs dry. We have brought our jars, Lord, to be filled, Lord, to the point where we overflow. And we flow, oh God, to the ends of the earth. We have come for more. Let the free flow that comes from your spirit, let it collide with our lives. Let it collide with our spirits this morning. Impart us with more. Impart us with your unending personality that is the Holy Spirit. Impart us with more, Lord Jesus. Impart us with more this morning. Impart me with more, my God. Have your way, O God, and let your name be praised in Jesus' precious name. Amen, amen, and amen. Good morning, everybody. God bless you. 
um, I see that we are all muted, but I know that we are here and I know that we are praying. Um, thank you for joining. It's day seven of prayer ring come Gilgal and it's been glorious, you know, um, and by glorious, it's not just in the fellowship, you know, of us coming together every morning to pray. Um, it's even in the testimonies that are produced from here. You see, prayer rain is one of the, it's like a, like a memorial stone for me. It's a blessing for me. It is, it is like, I don't know how to explain it. It's something I cannot, it's a place where I come to be transformed. It's a place where I, I, I am built up. It is a place where God stretches me. It is a place where I have the opportunity to build capacity. It's a place where I have the opportunity to validate the convictions that God has given me in the secret place. It is a place where I come to fellowship and to be blessed. Not just in the virtual calls every morning, but even in the community, the people that I have met, the, 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 the conversation, you know, it, just the associations of godly people, um, of godly people, God lovers, God chasers. So it is so much more than, oh, 6 a.m. is, you know, is drill time, come to the prayer call. And no, it is, there is so much more that blesses me through this community. And I want to thank everybody. I don't think I've ever done this before. I want to thank each and every one of you on this call. Thank you all for being diligent in your work with God because it blesses me every time I wake up and I put up a message or a team member puts up a message and we call people to pray. There's never been a day that nobody showed up. At least one person, at least five people, at least 10 people, the consistency, the hunger for God. And it, we will be foolish to think that it's because of us because most of us on this call have never even met each other physically. It has purely been virtual right from the beginning, but there is a flow of the spirit. I was sharing with one of my friends and sisters this morning, and we were just talking about how the spirit of God just moves and how you haven't met someone physically, but there's an impact. It's like, it's like from the words that are spoken, life is released and someone on the call hears it and takes it and puts it into practice and they see results and then they take it and then they preach you know, from their own revelation and from their own experience, what the word of God has done. And it goes on and it goes on and it goes on. And it is filling the world with the goodness of God, filling the earth with the knowledge of the glory of God as the waters covers the sea. And it is spreading like wildfire. And, you know, when we were saying all of this, what, what came to my mind is that scripture in Joel 2 that talks about in the last days, the Lord God will pass his spirit upon all flesh. So it doesn't matter if it is on Zoom. It doesn't matter if it is, you know, it doesn't matter the, the medium. Rather, the medium that matters is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the medium that matters. So every time we come on the call and we are praying in the spirit, exercising our faith, allowing ourselves to be built up is because we are, we are, we are, exercising ourselves and um, would I say giving room to the Holy Spirit, giving room to the Holy Spirit to move because he is the medium and the means of communications. He is the one that, that pretty much orchestrates and administrates everything. So I can be on, 
on one side of the call and I'm talking and you can't see my face. You can only hear my voice. You may think it is my voice that you hear, but it is the voice of the spirit that is moving. That is why we keep coming every day. That's why we haven't given up. That is why we keep searching. That's why regardless of what happens, we wake up another day and it's like, there is more. There is more. We arise and we wake up and we take every life in stride because we know that there is more. It is a testimony that we arise and we come here every day. Every time a prayer meeting is called, people show up. Why? Because there is more. You know it in your heart. And this more is not just for you. I say this to encourage us. This more is not just for you. It is for the people that God has placed in your life. It is for the places and the territories and the, and the countries and the nations that God has placed in your life. The Bible tells us that he will give us one of his promises for us is that he will give us nations as our inheritance. So it is nations that God wants us to possess. It is not just material things that should be our possessions. When they ask people sometimes, what's your most prized possession? You hear people talking about bags and shoes and worldly things. No, God wants to give us the possessions of nations. He literally wants us to take, to take those as our possessions. That is his desire for us. So it is not just the, the small things of this world, there are greater and heavier and weightier matters of the spirit that pertain to the government of this earth that God wants to bring into our possession. And you see, it takes contention to possess. It takes contention. It doesn't come easy. So when you're going into the land of promise and you have transitioned and you have entered the place that God has promised you, you must realize that, okay, it is not time for me to relent. It is not time for me to sit down. It is time for me to arise and run. Someone gave me a word the other day that blessed me so powerfully. We were praying. They were actually praying for me. Um, and one of them said, I just hear in my spirit, the Lord is saying, fill your vow, fill your vow or fill your horn with oil and run. Fill your, your horn with oil and run. And you know, the way that word blessed me so much that week, it took away a burden of um, a decision that I was trying to make for so long, you know, and boom, I just started to see it in everything I was doing. I started to, it just became like the backdrop because I was already praying along those lines. So when that word met me, I knew that God was sending that word to encourage me. And so I want us to know that, when it comes into, when you get into your promised land, it is not a time for you to sit down. Yes, it has been promised. Yes, it has been declared. Yes, it has been given to you, but there is contention that must take place. It does not matter what it looks like, you know, on this side. What matters is what the word of God has said. So perhaps the Lord has promised and said, oh, I will give you this, I will give you that. You have heard, you have received the prophetic word. And it just seems like, when the thing seems to finally be materializing, there's so much contention. It is for a purpose. It is for you to break into. It is for you to break through. It is an opportunity for God to be exalted. Because when you break through and when you break forth, it is an opportunity for people to see and testify of the goodness of God. And it cannot be in your own strength. It has to challenge what you, the world has to challenge what they think that you are so that you can rise up and prove that it is not just me, but it is Christ that is in me. Praise God. So I'm just going to trust God for him to lead us through Joshua 5. So I believe we have our Bibles. Let's open to Joshua chapter 5 and we'll read the chapter and then I'll share and we pray. 
the Bible says, and it came to pass when all the kings of the Amorites, which were on the side of Jordan westward, and all the kings of the Canaanites, which were by the sea, heard that the Lord had dried up the waters of Jordan from before the children of Israel until we were passed over, that their hearts melted, neither was their spirit in them anymore because of the children of Israel. At that time, the Lord said unto Joshua, make these sharp knives and circumcise again the children of Israel the second time. And Joshua made him sharp knives and circumcised the children of Israel at the heel of the foreskins. And this is the cause why Joshua did circumcise all the people that came out of Egypt that were milled, even all the men of war died in the wilderness, by the way, after they came out of Egypt. I want us to take note of that verse four. Now, all the people that came out were circumcised, but all the people that were born in the wilderness, by the way, as they came forth out of Egypt, them they, did, them they had not circumcised. For the children of Israel walked 40 years in the wilderness, till all the people that were men of war that came out of Egypt were, were consumed, because they obeyed not the voice of the Lord unto whom the Lord swear that he would not show them the land, which the Lord swear unto their fathers that he would give us a land that floweth with milk and honey. And their children whom he raised up in their stead, them Joshua circumcised, for they were uncircumcised because they had not circumcised them by the way. And it came to pass when they had done circumcising all the people that they abode in their places in the camp till they were whole. And the Lord said unto Joshua, this day have I rolled away the reproach of Egypt from you, wherefore the name of the place is called Gilgal unto this day. And the children of Israel encamped in Gilgal and kept the Passover on the 14th day of the month, even in the plains of Jericho. And they did, and they did eat of the old corn of the land of the morrow after the Passover, unleavened cakes and patched corn in the self same day. Oh, and patch corn in the self same day. And manna seized on the morrow after they had eaten of the old corn of the land. Neither had the children of Israel manna anymore, but they did eat of the fruit of the land of Canaan that year. And it came to pass when Joshua was by Jericho that he lifted up his eyes and looked and behold, there stood a man over against him with his sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua went unto him and said unto him, Art thou for us or for our adversaries? And he said, nay, but as captain of the host of the Lord, am I now come? And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and did worship and said unto him, what saith my Lord unto his servant? And the captain of the Lord's host said unto Joshua, lose thy shoe from off thy foot, for the place whereon thou standest is holy. And Joshua did so. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. Amen. So as usual, I took down some notes of some of the things that um, stood out for me and that the Holy Spirit was highlighting for me. So first of all, Gilgal was not a place that they went to, like the, the river Jordan. They already, know, they already knew that that was the name of the river. I believe that Gilgal was like spontaneous worship. You know, it's not like, oh, oh I'm going to London. Oh, I'm going to Jalingo. No, it's like how Bethel and Penel emanated 
or rather came to be as places from an experience someone had. So it was called Gilgal because of the experience that they had where the reproach of Egypt was finally rolled away from them. And what led to that point where that reproach was, was, was rolled away from them was um, them finally being circumcised on the way. The Bible tells us in... Um, it was verse four that I said we should take note of. He said, and this is the cause why Joshua did circumcise all the people that came out of Egypt that were males, even all the men of war died in the wilderness, by the way, after they came out of Egypt. And um, okay, now all the people that came out were circumcised, but all the people that were born in the wilderness, by the way, as they came forth out of Egypt, them had not circumcised. The children of Israel walked 40 years in the wilderness till the people that were men of war, which came out of Egypt, were consumed because they didn't obey the voice of the Lord. Verse 7 now says, and their children, whom he raised up in their stead, them, those are the ones that Joshua circumcised, for they were uncircumcised pre and prior to them um, because they had not circumcised them by the way. So we may be thinking of this as, oh, on their way or, you know, as they were making the transition, they did not take a stop on the way, on the road, literally to circumcise. But I looked deeper at that word circumcise, I'm sorry, by the way, and it speaks about, about a road and it speaks about a path and it speaks about a journey. It speaks about direction, about a manner, a habit, a method, a cause of life and of moral character, you see. And so if we take it back to even one of the scriptures that we read on one of the days in Psalm 1, it talks about um, the man that is blessed of God. And it says one of the things about him is that he does not walk in the path of sinners. So there is a path and there is a way onto which we should be circumcised. That's one. Two, there is a way that they were circumcised and there was a tool and the instrument specifically for circumcision it was sharp flint um, stones or knives um, flint knives made of stone so it's like literally you take a stone and you carve it and you carve it and you carve it and you sharpen it you know and that's what was used now there were um there were materials like steel and iron um that could be sharpened to be used as knives but I believe this was a specific kind of circumcising tool that was required for circumcision of the way. So if we look at it, those knives were made from stones. And the Bible, what came to my mind when I, when I read that was how the Bible calls us living stones. I'm like, okay, stones. Where? And, you know, we keep seeing stones. I believe it was in July prayer ring that um, um, the Lord also highlighted stones for us again and most times when we talk about stones we talk about Jacob you know um Jacob at Peniel being Jacob sorry Jacob um at Bethel and Jacob at Peniel you know and the different places where memorial stones were were were, were lifted up in um reverence to God and another place where we see a stone being mentioned is also when Jesus was tempted the enemy told him take up these stones and um, turn it to bread. You know, so we may be looking at it as literal stones, but if we look, when Jesus was, when um, Peter gave that, re that revelation, when Jesus said, who do men say that I am? And other people said, oh, some say you are the prophet, some say you are this, some say you are that. And he said, you are, you are Jesus, um, Jesus Christ, you are the son of the living God. And he said, hmm, flesh and blood did not reveal this to you. Peter, 
you have been Peter, but you know, um, um, to, um, he called him Peter and he said, um, upon this rock, I will build my church. And he was talking about, about a smaller stone that came from a big stone. So it was a small rock, right? That came from a bigger rock. And it was upon that rock of the word, upon that stone of the word. Even Jesus himself is called the chief cornerstone. You know, so when the Bible, when the Bible makes analogies like this, we must, I, I pray that the Lord gives us wisdom to be able to go deeper and see things beyond the surface level. Remembering, as we said while we were praying this morning, that the real medium, the real instrument, or the, would I say, the real social media influencer in all of this is the Holy Spirit, because he's the medium and he's the channel of communication. He's the one that communicates the heart of God. And that's why the Bible tells us that the letter killers and, this, and, the, and the spirit gives life because it's the spirit that gives life to everything that we see and we read in scripture. Otherwise, we are limited to the law and the law will break us. The law does not have the power or the ability to change or to transform us. It is the spirit that has the ability to transform us. And so here the scripture is talking about a way that they should have been circumcised. And it explains why they did not even arrive at their destination in verse, I believe it's verse six. It says, because they disobeyed the voice of God unto whom the Lord swear that he would not show them the land which the Lord swear unto their fathers that he will give them. So God now saw and said, you are not, so it's not that God took his promise back, but he said, I will skip this generation because you are disobedient and because you have not been groomed in my ways, because you have not taken my word for ye and amen, because the person that I have put over, see what happened when Moses even came with the, with, um, you know, the law fresh from heaven, fresh from the presence of God. It ended up in frustration because their hearts were hardened. They were not able to receive God. And if we fast forward down um, to verse 10, where the place was called, um, from verse 9, where the place was finally called Gilgal, it now becomes a place of memorial. Why? Because it was finally at that point where the children, this new generation, were able to fully surrender themselves by the circumcision of the word of God that they got to a place where the Bible says, this day have I rolled away the reproach of Egypt from you. So all of these years, their fathers, their, the ones that came before them were journeying for 40 years. They were journeying for such a long time. They had left Egypt or Egypt had not left them. The reproach, the ways, the manner, the, the, the path of Egypt, the journey of Egypt, the course of living of Egypt, the characteristics, the traits of Egypt, the, the culture of Egypt was still in them. So the Bible is telling us that they, this, these ones had not been circumcised in the way. And, you know, we also found through um, um, our studies in this month of prayer in that we need to literally take the word of God as a double-edged sword. So it's like action, reaction. I was, I was, you know, had this conversation this morning, literally. And it's like for every action, there's an equal and opposite um, reaction. I believe that's how we said um, that's not in the Bible. I think it's in law and physics or thereabout. Um, so when the word of God, and that's how I see, because it's God that created physics and science and all of those things. Science is just trying to explain the things that the scripture has already said. The scripture already told us that the, law, the word of God is a double-edged sword. 
physics and um, science now comes later to say for every reaction, there's an equal and opposite reaction. And then people tell you there's always a consequence for every action that you saw. Even in if we come bring it to the physical realm or this physical you know reality, we see that you can you know everything that you do has a consequence. So we're looking at it here and we're seeing that the Bible is telling us that um, blessed is the man that walks in this path and does this and does that and all of that. And it says that he will be like the tree that is planted by the rivers of living waters. Everything that he does will bring fruits in season. He will be successful and all of that. Remember, God was telling Joshua in the beginning that if you meditate on the word of God, if you walk in the, in the path of the godly, if you stay in the counsel of the godly, if you surround yourself with godly people, if you stay in the association of the priests and, and, and the Levites and you uphold your Levitical priesthood, um, you, you uphold, your, 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 um, uphold Christ really, you know, because everything else is patterned from Christ. If you follow in this way, then you will prosper. You will inherit the land. You will possess the land. I will give you that, the, the inheritance that I said I was going to give unto your fathers. And so um, I, I'm saying this to show us the discrepancy or rather the differences or the similarities, if you, if you may, um, between walking in the path of the godly and walking in the path of the ungodly and this the only way that we can find ourselves walking in the path of the godly is by the circumcision of flint knives the circumcision of knives that are carved out of the stone of the word of god jesus christ the chief cornerstone this is the living stone this is the living word this is the chief cornerstone. This is the rock upon which Peter found that revelation and the church was built for our lives to be built. Because even that scripture that talks about us being living stones, it says that our lives will be built up in God. You know, so for our lives to be built, for us to indeed mirror the life of the chief cornerstone and become um, living stones, it means that we must live and anchor and do everything that we do by the word of God. Everything we're going to ever speak about or pray about on prayer in, it must bring us to this point where it is pointing us back to the word of God. So we see here that these people finally got circumcised in the way of the Lord. They got circumcised by the word. And, you know, I said, I think I mentioned the other day that consecrations and um, consecration and separating separation of yourself and all of those things it's not an end in itself. It is a means to an end. So what you use to circumcise, I also believe that if you circumcise yourself and you separate yourself and you consecrate yourself unto the Lord, you can also consecrate yourself unto darkness by reason of affiliations, associations, conversations, what you immerse yourself in. That is what you become. You start speaking the language. I shared this also before that... Um, if you're learning, because I went on a journey of learning a new language this year. And while I was learning the language, I realized that mm, there's only so much they can teach me in class. You know, I want to learn more. And I remember when I was speaking earlier this year, um, I was talk having a conversation with someone who had lived in the, you know, in the country where this language originates from. And she was like, honestly, you are, you are a very intelligent person. Da, 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 da. It won't be hard for you to pick up language, but there's only so much you can learn from staying in class. At some point, you need to immerse. A lot of languages or a lot of um, countries, um, foreign-speaking, uh, um, foreign-language-speaking countries probably have like immersion programs where you go and you immerse yourself in the community. So first, you start by hearing about this thing. There is always more, like we said, where you now have to 
find yourself in the midst, surround yourself with it. So you go from just staying in isolation and hearing and receiving to actually like, like Saul, getting into the, the band of prophets so that you can prophesy. I'm saying these things because we know that in this season, it is a season of intentionality and responsibility. We are no longer waiting for things to come for us. Everybody, I tell us, everybody on this call, everybody in this community is a minister. We must be mirroring Christ and we cannot sit down and expect it to happen. We need to get up and we need, we need to possess the land. That was what this was really about. But you're not possessing the land unto yourself and you cannot fully possess the land for Christ if you have not been possessed by Christ. That's what God was trying to do in the lives of the, of the, of the children of Israel. But they were so stuck on the path and the ways and the journeys and the methods and the systems of Egypt that the reproach of Egypt just stayed on them. The stigma of it, the smell of Egypt was reeking all over them, that their leader would leave and go away for a time and come back and see that they have taken what he has given them and uh, rather taking what should have been used for worship to, to carve out an idol, you know, and it was a way, it was what they knew. They couldn't change from it because they couldn't obey the voice of God. They, they, they didn't know how to obey God. It wasn't a way that they were taught. They didn't understand it. And he had to take a man that was diligently following after another man that was going through the journeys, that was going through the motions, that was going through the seasons, that was going through the highs, the lows, the challenges, the difficulties, the triumphs, staying, Joshua watching closely after Moses. That was how he was able to learn the way. He was able to learn the life. He was able to learn that there was more. And that was why God was able to choose him and say, you are the one that will lead the people. If we even look at Joseph, the Joseph that emerged and became a leader of a nation that ended up preserving his own nation in the future was a man that came from the changed Jacob. So, Jacob could not have produced Joseph. It had to be Israel, a man that was changed. It is only when we are transformed that we can give, we can bring forth good seed. It is only when we are transformed that we can actually possess the land and take up the inheritance that God has provided or God has proposed for us. I'm saying this so that we know that this is not a season as we, as we are, as Nigerians say, gingered to go and influence and do all of those things, please let us also be gingered spiritually. In fact, literally, please have spiritual ginger. Let the ginger also and the motivation also enter your spiritual life. The way we are excited to enter, as those things are happening, remember hmm, the word of God is a double-edged sword. For me to be able to have influence here, I must have influence in the spirit. Let me go and fill up my spiritual bank. Let me go and dig up wells in the spirit. Let me go and build up capacity in the spirit. Let me go and open, dig up trenches in the spirit so that I can have physical and earthly vessels and trenches. Because until it is done in the spirit, nothing is going to stand. Until it is done by Christ, until it is circumcised in the way of Christ, nothing is going to stand. It will not be rooted. The storms of life will come and everything will fall. Everything will break. Everything will shift. Every, it, <laughs> um, Noah had to build according to the standards, according to the way of Christ. That's the only way he could preserve his people. It must be according to the way of Christ. It must be according to the way of Christ. It must be by the word of God. It must be by the spirit of God. 
It must be. And you see, circumcision is not fun. It's not cute. Thank God I'm not a man. Because it's, <laughs> and thank God they don't do it at full, full blown age now. You know, it is done at a stage where the person is very delicate and the person is very sensitive. And guess what? The person may actually die. A child is just coming into the earth. And the first thing you are introduced, first of all, a child comes out and is already crying. He's already stressed out that he's coming into the earth. Then he is being circumcised. So you are adding to the stress. The chances of the child having an infection, the ch chances of the child possibly even dying, I'm sure is higher than if you did not circumcise the child. And if we look at this, this story of, if we look at um, the Israelites and when they were in Camp Gilgal, uh, or rather when they were camping in this plain land, you know, all the other nations of, of, uh, that were surrounding them were watching. They were surrounded by their enemies. They were in a territory that was not familiar. Um, and that was the place where they were circumcised. It didn't seem smart. It didn't seem like the most, the most reasonable, um, will I say tactic or the most reasonable strategy at that time. But that was the way of the Lord. To be able to humble yourself even in the time of your victory, even in the time of your transition, even in the time where it seems like everything is working out, you must realize that mm, there is more. There is more. That is the message for this morning. There is more. But for you to be able to go higher, you must be able to go deeper in God. You must be able to go deeper in the things of the Spirit. I want to challenge us. At every point where it seems like there is a celebration or it seems like you are in a season of victory, it is a good thing. Give thanks to God. But remember that there is more. There is always more. There's more that, to it than meets the eye. There is more than people say, no, oh, congratulations. Well done. I'm so happy for you. There is more. So it, it must call you to a place where you go back in God and you search the heart of God. And you say, Father, what is this really about? Open my eyes that I may see. Let me not lose sight. And interestingly, if we scroll all the way down, so verse 15, the Bible tells us that um, it's verse 13. It says, and it came to pass when Joshua was by Jericho, after all of the circumcision and everything happened, it was by Jericho. And he lifted up his eyes and looked and behold, that was when he saw Jesus. So there was more. Imagine if he had done that and said, okay, you know what? We've done this. Okay, now we're ready. Let's go with what we already knew. It couldn't even be him returning back to what he knew because he had been changed because the word of God had done his work, done his, its work in him and it was still working in him. So he was now a person that was constantly looking up to Christ and you know, looking up for Christ, looking for more, searching for more. And it was when he looked up that he saw Christ standing. And then what happens? Then he sees Christ, then he dares to engage Christ, not from a place of arrogance or not from a place of, you know, um, um, misunderstanding but from a place of genuine inquiry we must be people that are that are inquisitive to know more i tell people your 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 curiosity does not scare god in fact he puts it in you because he wants to have godly conversations with you he wants to have honest heartfelt conversations with you honest conversations that was one of the things that god was highlighting to me this year i remember when we went for um the day of the lord in um in joss I believe, yes, the day of the Lord in just, it was at the airport. Um, I was sharing with Yasmin and P.I. And um, we're just, you know, there's this thing P.I. always does. She says, a woman of God, what's the Lord saying? 
you know, and I laughed. I was like, it's interesting that you asked because I feel like I anticipated that you asked this question. And even, you know, without all of that, but I already heard in my spirit, God saying, it is time for honest conversations. God wants to give us more. He wants to know the desires of our hearts. He wants to have, you know, conversations with us on a level of sonship. God wants to give us so much more, you know, but we must be ready. All of these messages about Gilgal and all of that. And if you remember the previous prayer in, we're talking about living a life of readiness. As the bridegroom, as the bride that is anticipating the return of her groom, you must always be ready. You must always be anticipating. These people are eating the Passover standing. They are not sitting down, chilling and relaxing. They are, they are ready, ready for instruction, ready to move at the sound of command from from Jesus at the sound of command of the com, uh, of the command of Christ Himself, we must always be ready. And so I know I've mentioned quite a number of things. My God, it's six fifty one. Wow, I've not even looked at my notes. I know I've mentioned quite a number of things, but I believe, like I said, that it is the Spirit of God that is the chief communicator. He's the one that communicates the heart and the mind of God. So in the multitude of all of these words, I know in my heart that people are praying right now. I believe that the call is muted because we are recording it, but I know that spontaneous prayer is going on right now. And just people are crying out to God and saying, Father, I want more. Father, I want more. I will be foolish to now think that now is a time to pick up my notes and start trying to read anything. No, God has communicated his heart. And in this scripture, the spirit is one. So as the Lord is communicating it to me, he's communicating to everybody. But are you ready? Are you willing and are you open? And are you keeping your eyes up, looking up to God, ready, looking for Christ, saying, Lord, where are you? I want to see you. I've done everything that you've asked me to do, but I know that there is more. I have, I have, I have gone through all the repair. I've checked. I've crossed all my T's. I've dotted all my eyes. I've done everything. I've prepared according to the books, but I know that there is more. I want to see you. I want to behold you. I want to hear your voice. I want you to touch me. I want you to speak to me, God. I want to, I want more. I want more of you. Can we unmute our mics this morning now? Can we make that prayer? Just say, Lord, I want more of you. I know that in you exists more. Eternity is called eternity because of who you are. Father, I want more. I want to be that person that receives more from you. I want to drink more from you. I want to receive more from your spirit. I want you to impart me. I want you to change my life. I want you to keep me on the path of, of the God. I want you to keep me on the path of Christ. I want you to keep me in the course of life that is mapped after the template and the blueprint of Christ Jesus. I want to live a life that is pleasing unto you, oh God. In the name of Jesus, I want to be able to discern your voice. Speak to me, oh God. Speak clear to me. Yando Lareke <laughs> 
in Jesus name father give us our daily bread the bread of life not the manna oh God that we have been used to because manna will remind us of Egypt Mana will remind us of the ways that you have not approved. Mana will remind us of a life of convenience, oh God. But this is a time to arise and to build. Father, this is a season, Lord, where you want us to arise and to take possession of the inheritance of the land that flows with milk and honey. There is so much more. There is more, oh God, in you. There is more in you, oh God. Father, and so we ask that you give us the bread of life per time, per season, and for each day, oh God. It is unto you, Lord that we ask for this bread. Feed us, Lord, with the knowledge of the glory of God. Fill us with the knowledge of Christ Jesus. Fill us with the knowledge of glory of Christ, O God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we ask and pray, Lord, that you give us the strength to run. You give us the strength in you, not the strength in our flesh, O God. Father, we pray, Lord, that even as we stay in this season, Lord, of, 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 
of looking up to you and receiving instructions, we would never ever take our eyes off the mark. We will never walk in the path of the sinners. We will never walk in the way of the ungodly and miss the mark, oh God, and begin to take the glory for ourselves. Father, we will not be tempted of the devil to take up the stones for bread for our personal nourishment, oh God. But Father, it will be unto worship and unto service and a sacrifice unto you in everything that we do. Let our lives be pleasing unto you, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Let us never neglect your word. Let us not neglect, oh God, the ancient landmarks of, of our faith. Let us not forget the things that matter, oh God, in this season. Arm us with wisdom. Arm us with strength. Arm us with knowledge. Arm us with understanding. Father, you are constantly calling us to, 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 to arise in capacity, oh God. Show us, Lord, how to, for, to, how to choose, Lord, your convictions over the conveniences, oh God, of this world. In the name of Jesus, show us, oh God, the bigger picture of possessions of nations, oh God, and not possessions of material things. Shift our mindset completely. Change us, oh God. Let us not remain the same. As we camp here, oh God, as we camp in Gilgal, Lord, we give, Lord, all our strength, oh God, and all that we are, we give it to you for your circumcision once again. We, we invite you, oh God, even to bruise us, Lord, with your word, because you are the one that binds us up, and with your hands you make us whole. And so we know that this process will not be sweet. We know, Lord, that this process will not be enjoyable. But Father, we know that there is a future and there is a hope, a hope of wholeness, a hope of, a, 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 a hope of rest, oh God, a hope of, of, of confirming every word that you have spoken. And so this process that we go through, oh God, we know that by your spirit we can journey. We know that by your spirit we can do all things. We know that with your presence we can walk through every river, every Jordan, every Red Sea, oh God. And your presence will be ever so present with us, oh God, that men will see it and they will give glory to your name. And so, Father, we ask that your presence will go with us, your presence will lead us, and your presence will continually follow and bless us, oh God, in all that we do. As a matter of fact, we will follow your presence. We will walk, Lord, even with you. We will walk before you. We will walk behind you. We will continually walk side by side with you, oh God. We will never neglect you. We will never keep our eyes off of you, oh God. We thank you because you are restoring perspective to each and every one of us. We thank you, Father, because we are having what what you have described as an emile's journey where we are walking oh god and our journeys will collide with yours oh god and our hearts will burn with conviction at the reception of your word we will not get to a place where our hearts would would, would, would wax cold towards your words towards your instructions oh god but every time we hear your word lord our hearts will burn convictions will be birthed and our lives will be changed we give you praise oh god and we thank you we bless your holy name father for in Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. 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 God bless you all. Um, I, I, I sensed in my spirit when we were praying um, that we should break bread, you know. So we're fasting today. Today is the last day of the fast. If you haven't been breaking bread up until today, I would um, urge you to have communion as you end the corporate fast today. And if the Lord leads you to extend your fast, trust him and go with him, remembering that there is more. God has so much more in store for us. I pray that none of us will abort our journeys. I pray that the enemy will not cut anyone's journey short 
I pray that by ignorance, we would not miss the way and, you know, branch off or bear off into places that the Lord has not proposed for us. And I pray that the Lord will bless us and go with us in all that we do. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Thank amen. you all once again. Again, God bless you. And have an amazing day. Thank you. Bye. Good morning.